who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1473 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. And I have created quick and powerful tutorials for you, Fire Nation, on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook Live, you name it, skillsonfire.com has it. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Andy Andrews. Andy, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, and always. (laughs) Andy appears consistently on CNN, Fox News, and ABC's Good Morning America. He's the author of more than 25 books, including the New York Times bestsellers, The Noticer and The Traveler's Gift. He works as a consultant to many of the Fortune 500 companies, in addition to entire communities who have hired him to create a starting point for long-term success. Andy, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Wow. Well, you know, I think the most important part about me is that I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a friend. I, you know, I'm a a pretty normal guy, which that kind of got me in trouble with my career. (laughs) Uh, And we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little later, I'm sure. But, but I uh, live on the Gulf Coast. It's not Puerto Rico, John, but it's okay. You know, I I didn't have enough money to get all the way to Puerto Rico. I just stopped right here on the Gulf Coast. But uh, my wife and I have two boys, a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old, and I I really have uh, transitioned into being a writer who didn't really like to write into a writer who kind of likes to write. I, I really like to talk. I like to speak to people, and and results are a passion of mine. I, you know, I, I really prescribe to the old Winston Churchill quote, uh, where, where he said, you know, as beautiful as strategies can be, it is occasionally important to check out the results. So that, that's <laughs> very important to me. Well, Fire Nation, one thing I got to share a little more in depth than I will right now with Andy in the pre-interview chat was his influence and his impact on my entrepreneurial journey. And it was back in 2011, about six months before I launched EO Fire, that he was speaking in the little city of Portland, Maine. He came up, you know, he spoke at this theater of, you know, there's a good number of people and he got to really engage with the audience. And we were talking, you know, beforehand where it wasn't the biggest crowd in the world, but, you know, he didn't let that phase him. He, he engaged with us. He, he was in the crowd. He was chatting. He was being the friend that he mentioned earlier. And that just really connected me. I'm like, wow, you can be an entrepreneur. You can be a business person. You can still be like a nice guy. Like, you don't have to be like this Wall Street, you know, tight suit <laughs> person. And, and Andy, that inspired me, you know, and I shared that with you earlier, but I want to share it with Fire Nation as well that, wow, maybe there is something I can do more than what I was doing at the time, which, is, which was just traditional commercial real estate, which nothing against that. It was a good career, but I knew I wanted something different. And, and that really kind of helped me in different ways kind of start moving in the direction. So Andy, I want to, I want to thank you for that. And I also kind of want to move into what you consider one of your areas of expertise, because I know you're good at a lot of things, but what's one of those areas? And then kind of give us two specific value bombs that we as, our, as, as entrepreneurs can maybe take away from your knowledge. First of all, you're very nice to <laughs> say you. that I had anything to you do did. with your success. You I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, for, for a long time, I wasn't really sure what value I really had because I didn't, I didn't have any of the traditional uh, things that you would look at and go, well, he's this, he's that. You know, I mean, when God was passing out talents, I didn't get the cool ones. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I can't run fast. I can't sing great. But it, it turns out that that I I really had to figure out what to say when I was on airplanes because I, I would meet people and they say, well, what do you do? And I never wanted to say, well, I'm an author, you know, because I always thought that sounds like you think you're a big deal. <laughs> and I and I never wanted to say, well, I'm a speaker because. I, I'm, you know, I, I have ADD and, and so, you know, I don't wear a suit. And so I'm not that traditional thing, but it turns out that really what I do is I, I'm a noticer. That's, I, I might be the first professional noticer that anybody has ever met, but, but when, when, uh, you know, when I see things and hear things that everybody else sees and hears, sometimes it takes me on a parallel track and I, I see things and hear things that, that are, I guess, ignored. Uh, they 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 seem like uh, normal things to other people, but I find great value in them. And, I, and I'll give you a, a, an example. There are so many little bitty things that we believe that have led us into uh, dangerous territory, and and one of them is is our kids raising our kids. Now I I have. Uh, Two boys. My wife and I have a 14 year old and a 17 year old, and so I and I'm kind of an older dad. You know, I'm I'm 57, so I'm I'm not this like young guy. And so I I, I watch a little more closely. But but one of the things that I hear when people come to me and they say, "Man, I'm having a problem with my kids," or and I say, "Well, tell me, what is your like strategy? What's your mo here?" And they say, "Well, we're just trying to raise great kids." You know, we just really want to raise great kids. We said if we were going to have kids, that was going to be a, a a huge priority for us. And so that's we wake up every morning and we think about it. We're we're wanting to raise great kids, and and it took me a while to start thinking this way. But now when I hear that, it's just an example. When I hear that, I think, well, you know, there's your problem, because you don't really want to raise great kids. What you want to do is raise kids who become great adults. Mm. It's two totally different things. You know, we know people who have raised get great kids. They, we grew up with some great kids, but then they turned eighteen and something happened, <laughs> and and so there is uh, there is a a system of belief connected to where somebody wants to go, and a lot of times people are tagging the wrong destination. I think that uh, you know an- another part of this is to see how seldom. People actually determine their potential. They that they, they work on the track of their potential. Um, I, I think a lot of times it's because people don't ever stop to examine what the best is. I, I think that most people, if you ask them, okay, so what's the best? People would really give you an answer according to what the best, according to what they did for a living or, or according to the best historically that somebody in their position has done. And and yet that wasn't the question at all. The question was, what is the best? Even when people try to increase what they're doing uh, it, it, with their income, with their results, people, if, if you have a business and people trying to increase what they normally do is if they if they well they normally hire consultants or form committees and they will examine the best of other people and and they will they'll say and you know the committee will come back and they'll say well these people did this and they accomplished this these people it really because of this thing here they did this and they accomplished this and and we're going to take the best of them the best of them and the best of them and if we incorporate all that we should be able to accomplish this now it, frankly that's exactly freaking backwards 
because what people are doing is they are they are examining methods and determining methods that will um, lead to a certain destination. They're allowing their methods to determine their destination. Hmm. And the reason I say it's backwards is because in that way, you're in that little vacuum there. What you should do is get by yourself. You go outside, take a walk, something, but figure out what is the best. Now, not just the best according to it, the, the, the best, the best you can imagine, the best possible. Is, is it possible? Well, who knows? But what is the best? If it were possible, what is the best? And, and put that out there. Now back up and start to create methods that will move you in that direction. And a lot of times the things that you, you, you really struggle with yourself to even say this is possible, you will find out just how possible they are if you put it out there and then start determining and, and building methods to build toward that. Now, Fire Nation, this is the kind of mindset shift that Andy helped me go through during his talk in Portland back in 2011. I mean, this is the type of example and situations that you need to put yourselves in so you're hearing these type of things from people like Andy so that you can say, wow, have I just been thinking about life, about my career, about my journey in the entirely in the entire wrong way? And for me, the answer was yes, I was. But because of that chat that Andy had and some other great books and podcasts that I listened to, like I was able to have that mindset shift. So whatever you're doing right now, Fire Nation, you're already in the right direction by listening to the words that Andy's saying, et cetera. And Andy, how do you kind of want to wrap this up? Like, what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation takes away from, from just this great rant that you just went on? I think really to understand that whatever peg you are looking at, however high above uh, your head, it seems, or, or however impossible it may seem. Not only is it not impossible, I, I would, I would really argue in almost the case of every listener here, it, it, the peg is not high enough. I mean, wh- whatever it is that you look to, whatever you you talk about, I mean, maybe it's God, you know. But if if I said to you, if I said, hey, do you believe? That, that God has a better imagination than you, most people would say, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does. And, and so, okay, well, if, if you, you know, believe in a God as your heavenly father, and <clears throat> then your father certainly wants the best for you, and you certainly want the best for you. But if you, if you take what you imagine as the best for you and what God imagines as the best for you, how big a gap is there there? Probably huge. Probably huge. And so I, I, I'm just saying one of the things that we should work on as much as we work on facts and, and as much as we work on understanding technology is your imagination. It's your imagination. I, I, I mean, John, it, over the past several years, I've really looked closely at, at what people who have become successful um, really have and and there are several things. They have education. They have a work ethic. They have discipline. They have imagination. There's several things they have. But the curious thing that I found as I started to examine this is you, you'll find a ton of people who are incredibly successful without an inordinate amount of education. You, you'll find a ton of people who are very successful without what I would call a great work ethic. Or, uh, you know, you'll find people successful without um, – 
you know, a lot of self-discipline, but you will never find anybody incredibly successful without a great imagination. Our imagination is how we solve problems. Our imagination is how we uh, strike out in new directions. Our imagination is what gears with our heart to create new things. And and if you just think about it as a, just a little tiny thing, everything you see, a, a bridge, a computer, uh, this microphone, um, or your house, everything you see, it was in somebody's imagination before it became real. Fire Nation, your major takeaway Examine your imagination and then expand your imagination. Now, Andy, 25 books, two New York Times bestsellers. I mean, the list goes on of your accomplishments. You've had some great times, some great successes. But here on EO Fire, we like to bring you back down to earth every now and then. So, <laughs> Are you even talking to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about your worst entrepreneurial moments to date. Andy, tell us that story. A lot of people would think that maybe my worst entrepreneurial moment would have been trying to get The Traveler's Gift published because uh, it was the first novel that I'd written. And most of my books are stories. You know, they make the smart authors write nonfiction books. People like me have to write stories. It's the only way I can remember anything. But this book, The Traveler's Gift, I had written and and it was uh, – you know, the story of a family going through a tough time and the dad gets to travel through time, meeting with seven historical figures who are also going through a tough time of their own. He gets to be with Anne Frank in the annex and and gets to be with Lincoln at Gettysburg and, and seven different of these historical figures that give him a different principle that if he puts in his life, things will change. And so I, I thought the book was pretty good, but then I couldn't get it published and when I say I couldn't get it published, I'm not saying that 10 or 12 publishers turned me down. Uh, I, I'm saying over three and a half years, 51 publishers oh. said that what I had written was not worth putting on paper. <laughs> and and so this was a, a hard time, and especially because the seventh principle, the last decision was I will persist without exception. Yeah. And I'm like, well, thanks a lot. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't believe I put that in there. <laughs> and and so I, I'm hanging in there. And and eventually I, it, the, the thing happened. I learned a lot with that. I, I learned that the quality of your answers can only be determined by the quality of your questions. I, I That was a huge thing for me then because I was asking bad questions a lot of the time during that, you know, I was, I was asking questions like, "Well, is this not as good as I as I thought it was?" And and you know, whatever question you ask, good, bad, your subconscious will immediately begin to answer it for you. And so I'm asking, "Is this not as good as I thought it was?" And my subconscious is going, "Well, you moron! I mean, <laughs> it, obviously, it's not as good as you thought it was. If it was as good as you thought it was, somebody would have taken it by now. You, you're embarrassing yourself." And you know, and, I, and I'm. I, I, it's just crazy, but I finally ask a good question. I finally ask, man, I was so frustrated. Is there anybody more powerful than a publisher? How do you go around these guys? Anybody more powerful? What can you do? And and just like that, I had the answer. Yes, a, a publisher's spouse. <laughs> and man, after three and a half years, within a week, I had that manuscript in, in the hands of the wife of publisher HarperCollins. And and within another week, we we had a deal on the book, but but this book, you know, became 
Good Morning America's Book of the Month, and and Robin Roberts, and and they recently uh, gave the five books of a lifetime, and it, it was like To Kill a Mockingbird, Up from Slavery, As a Man Thinketh, something else, and and the Traveler's Gift. Wow. And I'm like, how in the world did that happen? But here is the crazy thing. You would think that that would be the worst, but here's what the worst was. At that point, I mean, this this book is now just flying off the shelves. It's going crazy. It's being translated into many different languages. PBS specials coming out about it on and on. And I thought, you know, I'm writing another book, right? And I and I thought, okay, whew, I've gone through that part of my life. And so I'll never have to really struggle to get a book published right. again. And then I, I I got turned down for the second one. What? And then I got turned down for the third one. And it, it was really seven or eight books down the line uh, before I, I started gaining, uh, I guess, the confidence of publishers or the, you know, because the books are very, they're very different. And I know that. And now I, I got to tell you, I go for different. Mm. To me, um, if you if you're gonna do what everybody else is doing, you know, stop. Save yourself the trouble. You're really working way too hard at that point. I think that there is a a, a difference thing that once you can get over it. Now it'll be initially hard for people to accept. Um, but I I I look at like the Traveler's Gift. The Traveler's Gift is the only book in publishing history that we can find that it, it was on the New York times bestseller list in fiction. At the same time, it was on the wall street journal bestseller list in nonfiction. Whoa. At the same time on Barnes and Noble and self-improvement, New York times changed it to nonfiction and then back to fiction. Um, Publishers weekly put it on their literature list and then the New York times changed it to business where it stayed for months. And so there was no niche there for that kind of book. And the second one is the same way. And the third one is the same way. The Noticer was my second New York Times bestseller, and that was turned down. And then uh, How Do You Kill 11 Million People was my third New York Times bestseller, and that one got turned down. And and so it's, it's an odd thing to I, – I guess so the worst time was when – I was kind of blindsided and it was my own expectations that did that because I thought, you know, I thought I had, uh, had m- maybe overcome something that I, I had, I had not <laughs> I had overcome it in my mind, but I hadn't manifested it with the public yet. So Andy, my biggest takeaway is you might be asking the wrong question, Fire Nation for months and months. I think even years you said, Andy, you were asking the question to the publisher saying, Hey, will you publish my book? And and, and it was just the wrong question because you kept getting no, no, no. You know, they're getting flooded every single day, but you found the right question was, can I get to my manuscript to a publisher's wife who can fall, who can read it, fall in love with it and say, um, hubby, you're going to publish this because it's amazing. So are you asking the wrong question? Now, Andy, I'm going to challenge you here because you, like me, you know, we, we have the gift of gab. We love to chat. So in just one sentence, and like not a run-on sentence, but just a really <laughs> good, clean, short sentence, what is the one takeaway that you want to make sure our listeners get from that story? The quality of your answers 
in every part of your life will be determined by the quality of your questions. Wow, you nailed it. You did it. Love it. Fire Nation, round of applause, everybody. And Andy, (laughs) we have the pleasure, my friend, of getting to ask you some incredibly important questions coming up here in the lightning round. But first off, we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. I'm terrible when it comes to design, which is why it's the first thing I'll delegate to someone else who knows what they're doing. But it's not always easy to find qualified designers. Sound familiar? If so, I have just the place for you, Design Crowd. Design Crowd helps startups and small businesses crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web designs from designers around the world. All you have to do is start by posting a brief that describes the design you need. Then Design Crowd will invite its 500,000 designers to respond. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All this left to do is pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. Ready to start generating more revenue in your business? Let me guess. The answer is yes, but there are several steps we must take before we can just hop right to it, like creating free, valuable, and consistent content and building an audience. Next, it's time to figure out what types of products and services you can offer them. That is when we get to start generating revenue. Trouble is, even once you have a product or service to offer your audience, a lot of payment partners don't make accepting payment that easy. Luckily, with Braintree, it's different. Braintree lets you accept all forms of payment, including PayPal, Apple Pay, Android Pay, and more. Now you can take payment in over 130 currencies. Plus, as your company continues to grow, Braintree will stay by your side from your first dollar to your billionth. All it takes is a couple lines of code to get started in a single integration. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash fire. That's braintreepayments.com slash fire. Fire. Andy, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared for the lightning round. I am prepared. I think I'm prepared. (laughs) I know. I am prepared. I'm fired up and prepared. I love all of this. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My thinking. It was only my thinking. And and I I understand now that you can't always believe everything you think. Just because you think it doesn't make it. So, what is the best advice you've ever received? You have been created with a will that is stronger than your emotions. No matter how you feel, you can choose how you act. Andy, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? That was easy. Waking up early. If I wake up early, if I get going and and I sit down to write or sit down to think through something before I check my emails, before I check the voicemail, if I wake up before everybody else wakes up, man, I can get so much done. Andy, I'm an army guy. And we used to say we get more stuff done before 9am than the rest (laughs) of the world does all day. And I took that mentality, that training, that discipline, I applied it to entrepreneurship and it has stead me well. Yeah. Absolutely. Andy, what's the internet resource like Evernote that you can recommend to Fire Nation? 
and this is my techie resource. My favorite thing <laughs> is le- is lead digits. Okay, uh, I use it at all of my live events. Sometimes even on interviews like this, it because it's a great way to capture leads. Totally. When you're, when you're talking to an audience, and they, um, you know, it's a it's a thing. I, I'll say, hey, text this number. Do it right now. Give us a call out. Okay, here's because I have a gift for you. Love and it. so, but the call out would be three three four four four. All right, three three four four four. That is the text number, and and what I'd like you to put on there is this is just the message: A A Fire, A A Fire. And what I want to send you is a copy of uh, it's a mission statement action plan for personal mission statements. Okay, and so it's just three three four four four. And the message is AA Fire. Or or if you're a computer, you can uh, do andyandrews.com slash fire. Andyandrews.com slash fire. And this this is, is a free guide. And it'll walk you step by step through creating a, a really powerful one-line mission statement for you personally. It'll keep you laser-focused on fulfilling your purpose. Because mission statements, we, we think of business mission statements and, and companies having them. And, 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 and what I want for people to understand is that you can get a personal one that will state loud and clear who you are, who you serve, why you matter. And, and obviously, man, companies spend a ton of money doing this. And so it's important, and I believe it's important at the at the bottom line level, which is you and me. So there, and it's absolutely free for you. It's a cool thing, and just walk you right through. Uh, it is so cool. And again, just to recap that Fire Nation, which we'll we'll talk about really quickly at the end too. But just text the word AA Fire to three three four four four, or head over to andyandrews.com slash fire for your one line mission statement, the guide that will get you there. And Fire Nation, everyone needs to have a one-line mission statement. Now, Andy, you promised an old school guy. Old so, school uh, answer. What we got? What okay, we got? old school answer. Google. It's a great. It's it's a great resource, not for just how most people use it, but what I believe that is 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 an amazing way to use Google is when you're interested in something, you just just. A little slight interest, or you hear some tag of a conversation going on around you. Go Google it, find out, learn, just read, just just because our cultural literacy is what will allow you to build relationships that will bring you clients, potential clients. I mean, it, it is amazing to see it, to watch people. You know, I coach a ton of people, um, and and. Coaching these people is curious to see that there are belief systems mm. about um, about building a relationship is so skewed because people that you know they've heard forever well build a relationship you know say and most people think that building a relationship is going to the chamber of commerce after hours party and passing out business cards and at that point all you're doing is wasting business cards okay there's no relationship there. And and a lot of people don't know how to build one, frankly, because they ain't got anything to talk about. And and I, I'll just give you a couple little things. Everybody has heard uh, four score and seven years ago. Our forefathers say yeah, you've heard that. You've heard uh, to be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is noble, but very few people actually know what this means. It's a starting point to find just little 
you know, things that are that are common to everybody. Everybody kind of knows it, but here's what it means. I want you to figure out a way to be the greatest conversationalist because, trust me, they know what you do. I mean, you can give them what you do in a line, but if people think you're after them for what you do, You'll never build a relationship. But if you build a relationship built on laughing and great conversation and connecting with them about what it is in their lives, they, oh my gosh, you're from Ohio? Oh, good grief. I, you know, <laughs> all these little things. I mean, I would urge you go state by state, just research them so that when you meet someone, where are you from? What? Oh, really? Now, have you ever seen the, because I would have always wanted to, I, I'm telling you, man, connecting with people is the way that you will uh, grow your business in in a massive way. Fire Nation, I'm actually going to throw in another resource here because, you know, Andy, he's, he's just a good guy. He might not say it himself, but I want you to know about his podcast, In The Loop. He has 257 episodes of Pure Gold. He actually launched back in September of 2011, which literally makes him a pioneer in the world of podcasting. So check this guy out. He's Mr. Consistent. Every week, he's coming out with a new great episode. So in the loop, he's got 257 episodes and counting. Go we check them good, out. We, we have a good time you on do. that. And I, I answer questions. And it's business questions and life questions. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. I, I am a peon. I feel like just <laughs> a total loser. You say 257. That sounds like a lot until you say, I mean, how many, how many have you done? 10 million and what? I mean, you're doing them every 30 minutes of every day. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're episode 1473. But Andy, and I'm sure you've heard this before and you probably preach it as well, compare and despair. The only person you should be comparing yourself to in my belief system, Fire Nation, is yourself yesterday. If you win, then you win. And guess what? You yesterday, Andy, only had 256 episodes. Now you got 257. So you win. You're winning today. And that's powerful. What a great perspective. Thank you. Uh, now moving on to books. It's super important that I let you know, Fire Nation, you have to read The Noticer. You have to read The Traveler's Gift. And that's just going to continue to flex you down that great road of over 25 books that Andy's written. So make sure those are on your bookshelves. But if you had to say, Andy, one book that doesn't have um, the author's name as Andrews, you would recommend, what would that book be and why? There is a book that I, I kind of keep going back to and picking up, and it's a little bitty book, and it's called The War of Art. Mm. I don't know if you ever heard that. But it was written by Stephen Pressfield. And and Stephen Pressfield is the guy who wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance. Mm -hmm. He's the guy who wrote the book. Uh, that 300, the movie 300 was done on, uh, Gates of Fire. And uh, and The War of Art is, is a small book and it's little bitty snippets all throughout about his war against what he calls the resistance, which is when we sit down to do something that we think of something else we should do or, you know, that, 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 lack of self-discipline what we really want to do is dial in for a time and and that has always been something that I've been fascinated by it really threw me for years uh, being able to 
sit down and do something because it needed doing or because I wanted to do it. Because even when I wanted to do it, I found a lack of discipline really uh, messing with me. And mm. and so this book, Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art, if procrastination or a, a lack of discipline or I- anything like that, is that an issue for you? This would be an awesome book. I love that book. And I love that you brought up Gates of Fire because my actual favorite Stephen Pressfield book is actually Virtues of War. He takes the Alexander the Great's journey and just makes it so real. It's actually one of the few fiction novels that I've reread. And, and I absolutely love that. So I've, I've read everything that Stephen Pressfield has written. I think it's, he's amazing. And that comment you made about how we would just do anything to avoid actual work. In that example he gives about, yeah, you know, the person will sit down at the computer and they'll look out of the corner of their eye and they'll, they'll see a spot on their white tennis shoes and, and they'll have to clean that little spot on their white tennis shoes before right, they do right. any work. And, and that's what we do, Fire Nation, and it's so sad. So I love that recommendation. And Andy, we started on fire. Let's end on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, the best way to connect with me is uh, andyandrews.com. And and I would love to to get that mission statement yeah. uh, action plan to you. And that's just uh, texting AA Fire to 33444 or going to andyandrews.com slash fire. And uh, I, I would... I would urge you to understand that you can't always believe everything you think. Things can be true and not be the truth. And there is more. There's always more. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with AA and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Andy in the search bar and his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz. We're talking timestamps, links of everything. So you haven't missed anything at all. But of course, your direct call to action is to make your one-line mission statement. Everyone, Fire Nation, needs that one-line mission statement. So either text AA Fire to 33444 or simply head over to andyandrews.com slash fire. It's free. It's beyond value. It is priceless. Go over there, make it happen. And Andy, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, buddy. Ready to start generating more revenue in your business? With Braintree, it's easy to accept payments from your customers. Braintree lets you accept all forms of payments in over 130 currencies. To learn more, visit BraintreePayments.com slash fire.